And welcome to Ray Mahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I'm so happy you're joining me on JRoot Radio, which can be found on 97.5 on your FM dial and jrootradio.com across the globe. For those of you who are new listeners, in this show we try to learn and develop new skills and tools to renew and strengthen the connection you have with your spouse. We have a lot to speak about now. This is a pre-Pesach special program. We are going to be discussing many skills and tools that you can implement throughout Pesach that will enhance and Hashem, help you bring the Shekhinah, the Shalom bias into your house. Let me just start by saying the following. Pesach is by far the most strenuous holiday of the year. We must, must, must work together as a team. I'm talking about husband and wife and, of course, the family. If we do not work together as a team, what will happen is you will inevitably have machlokas, conflicts, chas b'shalom, screaming in your house. In order for this Yom Tif to be successful, we must work together as a team. Hopefully, you will find a lot of these skills and tools advantageous for your home. Let's start with the following. Why is it that Pesach is so, so, so stressful? What is it about this holiday? What is it about this Chag that is just, it just brings so much tension into our homes? You walk on the street today, you speak to anyone, you talk to them, how are you doing with the cleaning? How are you doing with the uh, preparations? And everybody's, I, uh, I'm a little bit, I started, I didn't start, I, what are we going to do? Shabbos HaGadol comes right before Yom Tif. Everyone is so, so tense about this Yom Tif. So I figured what we're going to do is, instead of like arbitrarily dealing with different issues, I figured I'm going to classify the stressors. I'm going to figure out what is really stressing us. And after speaking to a lot of people, families working with couples and seeing the stress actually like literally bring itself on in our families, I sort of broken it down to five categories. And I think there's two top stressors that's driving everybody nuts. And then there are the other three stressors, which we will speak about next week. Let's start with the first stressor, the biggest stressor. The biggest stressor, and of course, you know, in your house, this might not be the biggest stressor, but what I'm seeing here, and just working with families, working with couples, seeing the biggest stressor in our homes, which is just starting now, is the cleaning. The cleaning is driving everybody crazy. When I say cleaning, I'm not just talking about cleaning, I'm talking about storing, cleaning, sponging, rinsing, sanitizing, let's not talk about the polishing, and the mopping, and the sweeping, and once we go through all the cleaning, then we have to kosher. And the koshering is not just koshering, we have to turn over. But the truth of the matter is when we're cleaning and sponging and rinsing and we're doing all these things, and, and for those of you who are in the middle of the, some of you might be listening to this as you're cleaning your houses, you know good and well that once you start cleaning, you notice, you know what? If I'm already cleaning the house, I might as well organize. So if I see that there's, you know, there's, a, there's, a, there's a certain bag of clothing that doesn't really belong over here, maybe I'll take it to the attic. Certain clothing could be grouped together. Certain things could be thrown out. There's so much garbage being thrown out before you have to. It's unbelievable how much garbage is being thrown out. Why? Because once we start cleaning, we notice that there's so much stuff that could just be thrown out. So that, that's the first area of stress. That's just a big stress that everybody's going through this. Now, I want to mention a couple of things. First of all, the stress of cleaning is clearly being experienced much more by the women than by the men. Obviously, in our community, the way the roles play themselves out is that the woman is doing all the cleaning. She's not only cleaning and mopping and sweeping and organizing, but also, in addition to that, cooking 
and doing a major, major part of the shopping, sometimes doing all the shopping for Yomtev. That, that is not just shopping for food, but shopping for clothing, for the kids, if you have kids, and for most, if not for all of the rest of the Pesach needs. Though it does seem that definitely, generally, and some of you might be listening saying, no, my family doesn't work like that, but generally it seems like the men are the ones in charge of getting the matzahs and the wine. So the big question is, how can we, as husbands, alleviate our wives' stress when it comes to cleaning. It is, it is an enormous amount of stress. Enormous, enormous, enormous amount of stress. And of course, I want to mention, which I mentioned many times, that even though there are exceptions, it has been proven that women are more sensitive to stress than men are. It is known that women have a higher incidence of depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, other anxiety disorders. We have to realize that when stress sets in our system, we release a surge of hormones, including adrenaline, and cortisol. Adrenaline increases our heart rate, elevates our blood pressure, and boosts energy supplies. Cortisol, on the other hand, is the primary stress hormone. It increases sugars in the bloodstream, it enhances our brain's use of glucose, and it increases the availability of substances that repair tissues. Now, studies have been done which show that females are more sensitive to low levels of an important stress hormone and less able to adopt to high levels of it than their male counterparts. What that means is that it'll take a longer time, guys, I hope you're listening to this, men, for your wives to balance their stress, to be able to control their stress, to be able to deal with their stress. So if you see that your wives are really stressed out and they're expressing it and you notice the stress, Instead of questioning it, let's accept it and let's see how we can help. So how do we help? How do we help? And again, I'm talking to the husbands over here. Later I will be talking about other issues which the men are experiencing. We're going to make an even playing field here today. And how do us husbands, how do we help our wives with the cleaning? What do we do? I know a lot of, uh, and as I'm saying this, I know many of us are thinking to ourselves, whoa, help my wife with the cleaning. I, I'm working the whole day. I come home. I, I don't have time to clean. Let's understand one thing. This is not about cleaning together with your wife. Those of you who can, those of you who are, call a kavod. You're cleaning together with your wife. You're going through the house together and you're doing it as a team. That's, that's amazing. That's great. But for those of us who can't because we're working during the day or because we just simply don't have the time and we have other responsibilities, what we have to do is we at least have to offer ourselves as help in whichever way that we can to our wives. What I mean by this is as follows. As Pesach gets closer and closer, husbands, you can see a lot of your wives are getting really, really stressed. The reason for that is because they're, they're realizing they just don't have enough time to do everything. Just they don't have enough time. Or even if they're going to have enough time, they're just going to have to go crazy at the end. It's just not possible. This does not mean, gentlemen, this does not mean that you have to clean the whole house together with them. But what it does mean is a couple of things. First of all, see if you can help them in certain areas, certain things that you might be able to fill in the gaps, gaps which sometimes might be more complicated for them than it is for you. Give me, give you an example. Let's say you have an office. Guys, you have an office. And the office is flying all over the place. You've got your papers all over the place, and, and you really haven't put everything together. And your wife wants, she, she asks you to clean your office. You're going to do it. You know you're going to do it. But you, whatever, you're, you know, you're taking your time. You're taking your time. Why? Because you just don't have time. Trust me when I tell you this. 
if you have an office, if you have your own area which you are responsible for cleaning, don't wait to the last second. Do it. Do it now. Do it now. I'm not, and believe you me, I'm not trying to be a stickler here and trying to give it to you over your head. I'm simply saying it'll relieve your wife's stress when she knows that things that are beyond her control are being taken care of. She'll say to you, just clear your table so I can clean up your office with for the chametz, or just 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 clear the garage so I'll be able to clean a little bit over there. Let's not wait till last second to take care of that. Let's try to do it right away. Number two, if you see that your wife is stressed and she's over, simply overwhelmed, becoming overwhelmed, too much to do, ask her, is there anything that I can do to help you? Now, don't think your wife is going to say, yeah, I need you to help me side by side for the rest of the, of the Pesach cleaning. She understands you're busy, but she might ask you, you know, I, I can use help in this particular area. And you're right, it might take a half an hour or an hour, but that half an hour and an hour, sometimes for you gentlemen, is going to be so much easier than for your wife. It might be a strenuous issue. It might be schlepping boxes to the basement or from the basement or taking something to the attic or from the attic. Things that your wife is really not built to do. She's not meant to do that. And that's things that we really have or should be responsible in doing, schlepping, taking things that are heavy, and we should really pitch in. Of course, easier said than done, right? I know I'm talking to a lot of guys, and they, oh, you know how busy I am, you think I have time? No, nobody has time. Nobody has time today. But let's try. For the sake of Shalom Bais, for the sake of bringing the Shekinah into our house, let's try to pitch in. Now, another very, very important piece is as follows, and that is as far as children. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no reason why the ladies should only be doing the Pesach cleaning. We have children. A lot of you have Bakram that are coming home right now. You're not just older daughters. You can have Bakram who are coming home, and those Bakram can help. Now, Bakram who are listening to this, don't get upset at me. Now, I'm not trying to like lay on like tons of work over here. All I'm saying is that the truth of the matter is it's all of our responsibility. It's all responsibility to get Pesach prepared. Ladies, what I ask you to do is as follows. I think this is, this is going to work, and that is bring the family together. Work it together with your husband. Bring the family together and say, Here's what mommy needs to do. Here's what we have to do for Pesach. I made a whole list. If anybody can help me, I'd really appreciate it. What can you help me with? Now, I'm telling you, that's going to work much better than, kids, come here. You're going to have to help me for Pesach. Here's what you're going to have to do. Here's what you're going to have to do. Of course, they'll do it. And of course, keep it up the aim. It's important. The point of the matter is we want to motivate our children, not just our husbands. We want to motivate our children also. So we want to say to them, who can help me with this list? What could you do for me? Could you help me with something? Please, I need help. I can't do this myself. Children, what could you do? And you make a list of the cleaning, of the shopping, of the maybe cleaning the car. Your kids could clean the car. So what I, I'm saying is going to work for sure is to make the list, motivate the kids. If you see the kids aren't listening, okay, you'll tell them you have to do something. But I would say always start with motivation. Always give them the choice. Even our kids, yeah, even our kids, I'll tell you why. Because they, they, a lot of these jobs are going to be big jobs. When they're going to feel ownership on what they do, not only are they going to feel good about themselves, but come Pesach, they're going to feel fulfilled as if this is what they did. So it's very, very important to sort of lay the groundwork in that type of way as opposed to just, okay, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. So create that list. Have the kids write their initials next to parts of the list. And you'll see that before you know it, most of your list, Bezos Hashem, will be accounted for. That's number one. The other thing I want to mention to you, a very important thing as far as children is concerned, it's very important for the children to know what's going on Pesach. A lot of times, you know, we have all these plans for Pesach as far as we're going first days over here, Chalamoy doing this, last days we're going there. Kids really aren't cued in. And when kids aren't cued in, it really gives them a sense of uneasiness, not knowing what's going on. I'm sort of cleaning, but I don't really know where we're going, how we're going. It's very important, not just your husband, but also your kids to know 
what exactly is going on on Pesach. This is the schedule. This is where we're going to be. Or we're going to have guests. We're going to have Bubby over. We're going to have Zadie over. And you know Bubby's very sensitive about this. So please make sure that you know you clean your bed or you don't make a mess. Try not to fight. Bubby's sensitive to that. Zadie. Whatever it is, obviously you want to incorporate them in the schedule. Very, very important for the kids to know exactly what's going on. Another really important tip, this I actually got from my wife, that I have to share with everyone, that is as far as when you're cleaning, when everyone's cleaning, it's so much more meaningful when we do it to say, L'shem mitzvat achag, L'shem mitzvat yamtif. This way, we know, we know when it's cleaning, we're doing it for yamtif, we're doing it for Pesach, it adds to the mitzvah, it get, gives us more kavanah for what we're doing, and then we end up feeling much better about what we're doing, and obviously connected to Hashem. Now another area, gentlemen, I know financially today it's not easy. We're, we have so many financial responsibilities. But if it's at all possible, I would say once a year, even if you don't have the whole year, if it's at all possible this once a year to get your wife cleaning help, it'll make a tremendous, tremendous difference for her. Now, ladies who are listening to this, please do not pressure your husbands with this. Of course, you, of course you can ask. Of course, I always tell people, I always tell the ladies to ask. But if you see that your husband, some, some families today are really suffering financially big time, and they just cannot afford, they can't afford. So if you see your husbands can't do it, don't pressure him. But guys, if you could come up with the, whatever funding it is, even for a day, for do whatever you could come up with to get your wife the cleaning help, this is the time to do it. This is definitely the time to do it. Now, this segues very well into the next major stressor of Pesach. The next very major stressor of Pesach is the finances. Now, many of you who are listening to this might not be so stressed financially. Baruch Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving you a bracha and you're not so stressed. But I can tell you, life is so expensive, especially Pesach. Pesach, Pesach is thousands of dollars. Talk about the matzah and the wine and all the food and all the, the clothing and cleaning help, hopefully. It is very, very, very expensive. That's why today we have to realize and respect our spouse when it comes to the finances. Of course there's shopping and of course there's expenses and I'm not coming here to say that we shouldn't be buying things that we should ignore the kids and not buy them clothing and not spend, spend money on chalamoid, etc., etc. What I'm saying is, is for us to recognize that it's tremendous, tremendous pressure. And the same way that I said before that the big stress, the big pressure when it comes to cleaning is basically all on the ladies, all on the wives. When it comes to finances, generally, of course, there are exceptions. I know there are exceptions. Certain homes, if you're listening to this, there are exceptions. But generally, the stress and the responsibility, or I should say, at least the person who feels most responsible is, ladies, your husband, are the men. They are the ones who feel most of this pressure. I know, ladies, you're also feeling a lot of pressure. But most of the responsibility, the accountability, at least from what I'm seeing dealing with families, dealing with couples, is the men. A lot, a lot of stress. Question is, ladies, how do you help your husband with this stress, with the financial stress? I'm not going to come and tell you, no, you shouldn't, you, know, you shouldn't buy this, you shouldn't buy that. Of course, there are things that you need. I'm not saying that. If you could be mavatar in certain areas that are indeed luxury in economy, certain things are luxury, maybe we could be mavatar, right? But the question is, how about the things that we need? There's a lot of stuff that we need. We've got to buy shoes for the kids. We have to, we have to buy uh, 
We might have guests that we want to buy extra food. There's a lot of expenses, a lot, especially when it comes to the clothing. I mean, I, I, I've been talking to someone today about you know spending money on, on children, how much how expensive that is today. That is a very big expense today. Comes Pesach, of course, you want to get the kids new clothing. You want everybody to feel refreshed. You want kids to feel like they have a new shirt. You want to have a new pants, a new dress. I'm not saying everybody should get. A, all these things, but this is very common and very normal, very, very normal to buy the kids brand new clothing. All, not a whole new wardrobe, but at least something new for the kids. They can feel something new. is Pesach. It's a mitzvah simchas yamtav. We're going to be speaking about that in a second. But as far as now is concerned, we're talking about the financial stress that the men are going through and how the ladies can help. So here's a tip, and we spoke about this several times, but I cannot tell you how important it is, especially now when it comes to finances. Ladies, I know a lot of you are... Well, a lot of you might be might have certain funds that you've put aside for yourself, and you might be spending that yourself on the kids, etc. If you have such a type of an arrangement, wonderful, wonderful. But a lot of you are approaching your husbands for money. The question is, how do you approach your husbands for money? Well, we could do it two different ways. Either you can act instinctively, and what instinctively means is basically you're coming over to your husband saying, you know, the kids need shoes. I, I need money. The kids need shoes which would be, you know, what am I doing wrong? I'm telling my husband, the kids need shoes, I need money. Nothing wrong with that. Unfortunately, that will not yield a productive outcome. Of course, your husband might give you the money, but he's not going to feel good about it. He's going to feel stressed. There's more expenses, more expenses. He's not going to know what to do. So the other way, or I should say the most effective way to speak to your husbands when you're talking about finances is, num- like I always say, the car system. Number one, cut off his alarm system. When you talk to him about money, automatically he's going to feel two things. Number one, he's going to feel that you don't appreciate how hard he works for the money and how difficult it is for him to work for the money. Number two, he's also going to feel like choked. Oh my God, I don't have enough. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know where I'm going to get it from. What do you want me? What do you want from me? So this is the way you talk to your husbands. Ladies, you say the following, and I quote you, I know how difficult it is for you financially. I ladies, I can't tell you how important it is to speak like this to your husband. It's going to make a world of a difference. I know how difficult it is for you financially. Okay, those of you who have husbands that have plenty of money, you don't have to say it this way. But for the rest of you, I know how difficult it is for you financially. When your husband hears that, he's going to feel more relaxed. He's going to feel like you care about him. He's going to feel you're not trying to choke him. He's going to feel like you're on his team. So that's number one. Now, the next part is really dependent on what you're asking for. A is accepting rejection. If you're asking for something that's not critical, okay, critical. When I say critical, I'm talking about, you know, the kids' shoes have holes in them, they need new shoes. If you're asking for something that's, that's, you know, you'd really like to get a new tablecloth for Pesach. Or, you know, this Pesach, you wanted to spend a little money on a new kitchen appliance, which you don't necessarily need, but it'll make your life much easier. If that's the case, then definitely plug into the A part of the car system, and uh, that is accept rejection. What I'm talking about specifically is saying to your husband, I understand if we can't do this. I understand if we can't do this. So what you're saying, let's go back. Chazara, right? We're saying, I know how difficult it is for you financially. I understand if you can't do this. And then the third part, the third part is the R, is the request. And the request has to be done in this specific way. It can't just be, oh, you know, I want a new thing. Here's the way you say it. You say, it'll make me really happy if we can get a new 
blender for Pesach. It'll make me really happy if we can get a new tablecloth for Pesach. It'll make me really happy, whatever it is that you want to get. That's the way you phrase it. It's three parts, which is C-A-R. We've gone over this in many other shows, but it's important to plug into this specific formula. I don't have to skip any of the steps. When I actually devised this formula, I devised it in a way which I have seen has been effective for any scenario. Any scenario. Now, in a second, we're going to be talking about things that you actually do need and you can't, you can't accept rejection. But believe me when I tell you, this formula works. Now, for those of you who are thinking, oh, my husband's listening to this right now, so he'll know exactly the way I ask. It doesn't make a difference. And I tell this to my clients all the time. It makes no difference. We're sitting here together, you know, I'll tell you exactly what to do. It makes no difference that you're plugging into what Rabbi Greenfield told you to say. Who cares? It works. This will take your husband off his guard. And guys who are listening to this, you can use this for your, for your wives as well. This will take your wives off their guard. It's not a secret. It's something that works. If you plug into it, you'll see that this is works. Now, let's talk about the other issue. The other issue, sometimes ladies are listening to this saying, hey, okay, this is nice, but I can't always accept rejection. If the kids need shoes, then the kids need shoes. If the kids need shirts, they need shirts. I can't say, you know, if, if you don't do it, it's okay. Hey, what do I do? So if that's the case, again, start with the first part of the C. I know how difficult it is for you financially. I, I don't even know how you work so hard for the family. I appreciate you working so hard for the family. For those of you whose husbands are in Kolel, I appreciate how hard you learn Torah for our family. And I understand how difficult it is for us financially. Then you could skip simply to the R. Now you state it as follows, and here's the way it goes. The kids really need new shoes. They have holes in their shoes. The kids really need new shirts. They don't have any shirts for Pesach. They really need shirts. But always end the request as follows. Not the kids need shoes. Can you have money, please? No. The kids need shoes. It'll make me really happy if you could give me money to get them shoes tomorrow. Always add a deadline. Tomorrow. The next day. Now, it's important to add a deadline because many times your husbands will want to help you, but they get so busy with other things that they forget that this really has to be done away. So it's important, again, two things. Number one, C, cut off his alarm system. I know how difficult it is for you with the finances. I know how hard you work for the family. And then you could skip directly to the R, which is a request, but the request has to be done as follows. Number one, you have to state the urgency of the matter. If the kids really have holes in their shoes or they need new, new, new shirts, but they have absolutely no, nothing to wear for Pesach, say to them, the kids have nothing to wear for Pesach. They don't have shirts. They have holes in their shoes. But it's always important. Ladies, trust me when I tell you this. It's going to make a world of a difference for your husband. If you end off the request like this, it'll make me really happy. If, if you can arrange money for me to buy them shoes by tomorrow, by the next day, give them a deadline. This way they don't get lost in the world of trying to make you happy but never really getting to it. Okay, so that's what works. Employ this skill and you'll see the reaction will be a completely different type of reaction. Now, in case you really know that your husband really just doesn't have, he just doesn't have the money, like he doesn't know where he's going to get it from, please don't pressure him. Work together with him. Try to think of ideas for him. Maybe you can say to him, you know, I have an idea where you, we might be able to get money, but please don't pressure him. Some, some, some of the people in the community actually don't have, so we have to be very careful with that. I just want to mention before we leave this topic a very important thing, and that's 
Indeed, finances are very, very tight in the community right now. If we could be mavater on the luxuries, let's indeed be mavater on the luxuries. I'm not, I'll be the last one to tell you to t not to buy things for your kids that they need, not to buy new items for, for Pesach that, that are just not even necessary for like Pesach, just you want to feel Pesach, you want to feel the Hizchachos, you want to feel the newness, you want to feel the Yamtif. However, there are certain items that you might see, ladies, you might see your husband just say, I'd love to do it for you. I, I can't. I simply can't. I'd love to get you a brand new tablecloth, but I just, it cost, it cost $150. I don't have it. I'm just making this up. I have no idea how much tablecloths are. But if you see that your husband is stressed, and indeed it's a luxury item, maybe we should really let it go. For Shalom Bites, we should let it go. And of course, I'm not talking about the items that are needed for Yom Tif, and sometimes very much so the clothing, the new clothing for, for the kids. doesn't mean we have to get them a whole new wardrobe, but just to have them feel that it's Pesach. That is extremely important for our family to feel. Not that all the neighbors are getting brand new, brand new shirts and, 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 and brand new uh, dresses, and we're not. Which actually leads me to the next topic. I wasn't going to speak about this topic, but I, I, we're gonna, this segue is great into the next topic, which is Simchas Yamtif. Ladies and gentlemen, I know we actually spoke about it before Sukkot, but I want to speak about it now as well. The Torah... In Chumash Devarim says as follows, We must rejoice on the festivals. This is known as the mitzvah of Simchas Yom Tif or Simchat Yom Tov. Now what is the requirement of Simchat Yom Tov? So the Gemara in Pesachim, Dav Kuf says that in the times of the Beit HaMikdash, the Beit HaMikdash, one can only fulfill the mitzvah by eating, eating the meat of the carbon Shlamim. Nowadays when there's no Beit HaMikdash, Men fulfill the mitzvah by drinking wine, and women fulfill the mitzvah by wearing nice clothing. Gentlemen who are listening to this, it is not just like, yeah, it's a nice thing to buy something new for my wife for, for Pesach. It's extremely, extremely important for her to fulfill the mitzvah of Simchas Yom Tif to buy her something. I mean, you have to go out and buy it for her. You give her money, buy her something new, new dress, a new something for her to wear. It doesn't have to be a new dress. Those of you, you listening to this, I can't afford, dresses today are out of, out of control. If it's a new article of clothing, whatever article of clothing that it is, that'll make her happy. This is not just a nice thing. It's a mitzvah of simchas yamtif. Those of you who are listening to this and haven't done it this yamtif, fine. Ladies, don't, don't hit your husband over the head for not doing this. Believe you me, it's not worth the shalom bayis. Let it go, let it go, let it go. But for next yamtif, for the next yamtif which comes up, shavuos, shavuot, definitely a mitzvah to get your wife something to wear for Yamtif. If she has something new for Pesach, so she already has something new for Pesach, and, it's, and she's fine with it, just got something new, it's okay, I don't need something, great, lazy, be mevater, be mevater. But it's a, it is a mitzvah, it's definitely a mitzvah to wear nice clothing, to wear something new for Yamtif that will make your wife happy. I, I love saying this, this, this beautiful story, it actually is a story that happened on Sukkot, but it's, I think it's an amazing story, it really brings out the point that we're talking about right now, that's as follows. Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach was walking one day right before Sukkot, and he met, meets a student of his, and his student is holding a very expensive esrog, an etrog, uh, he's holding the, the esrog. So he asks his student, he says to him, let me see the esrog, that's a beautiful esrog. He says to him, I just want to ask you a question, he says to him, did you also fulfill the mitzvah of buying your wife something for Yom Tif with the same hidur, the same 
carefulness, the same meticulousness that you did with this asterisk. This is actually a story. It's brought down in Halicha Shlomo Mo'adim, page 26, for those of you who are interested in it. And it's, I think it's a wonderful story, which brings down to the point that it's a very, very important, possibly even imperative, for us to buy our wives something new for Sukkot. It doesn't have to be expensive. You know, if it means there's something small that, that'll mean a lot to her on Yom Tov, she can look at it on Yom Tov and say, wow, my husband got this for me. That'll make her happy. Let's get that for our wives. It's very, very important. Now, we have a lot more very interesting and very important issues and topics to cover. We will do that immediately after the break. So hang in there, and Be'ez Hashem will be right back. <coughs>
And welcome back to Ray Mahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. What we were talking about before the break is how to deal with the big stresses that we have during this time. We all know that Pesach is the most strenuous yumtif by far. We must work together as a team. I'm talking about husband, wife, and indeed the whole family. We must work together as a team in order to make this Pesach, not just the Pesach, but, but the time before Pesach as well, as least strenuous as possible. And so far we've discussed the two biggest stressors which we all have before Pesach, and that's number one being the cleaning and all that's involved in the cleaning, and number two, the finances. Now the cleaning, as we said, is generally a stressor that is mostly experienced by the ladies, by the women who are in charge of that. Now of course some houses there are exceptions, in single family homes, etc., but Generally, the women are suffering most with this type of stress, which is cleaning for Pesach. It's very strenuous. could get very, very overwhelming. Of course, there are exceptional cases of ladies who are so organized and just worked it all out that they're not stressed at all. But generally, there's a lot of stress when it comes to cleaning. Secondly is the finances. The finances, of course, doesn't apply to everyone. A lot of us, Baruch Hashem, might have a lot of money. But most of us today are financially stressed. In our community, it's almost impossible to make ends meet with all the expenses we have, especially Pesach, which thousands and thousands of dollars, not to mention the tuition costs that we all have, the camps, those of us who don't have children, just the fact of living in a community which, which the rent or the mortgage could be is so sky high. That in itself is so, so expensive. So for that reason, finance is also a very big stressor. But we have to realize that that stressor is primarily being experienced by the men, as it is the man's responsibility to provide for the family and he is the one that automatically 